figuring up a while ago, or last night. We lived in 37 houses, apartments and rooms, while I was growing up. Thirty-seven. We just stayed till the rent came due and felt led to move along somewhere else. Thirty-seven houses and apartments and rooms. There are a few things, however, that were always present everywhere we lived. One was the picture of the little girl looking out the window. There was a bird outside the window. But there's one thing that when I think of home, of course, when I think of home, I don't think of a certain house. I think of a whole neighborhood. <laughs> we lived in all of them. I, uh, I think of home. I don't think of a certain house or a certain block. I think of a certain chair. It was um, a round chair, sort of like, a, did you ever go to the, to the uh, fair or, or the uh, rides and ride one of these things that chairs go round and round like that? It was a round kind of a chair like that. It had um, a high back. Actually, it had a uh, uh, high back that had um, bars going up. You could stick your hand through it, and it had to, had to, had to rest your uh, arms like this on the arm of the chair. And uh, an old chair was used for a lot of things. It's the chair where Mama always sat, always did. I got thinking last night what that chair was. In the first place, that chair was a pulpit. Some of the greatest sermons you ever heard in your life. Some of the meanest sermons you ever heard in your life, too. You think I'm a hellfire brimstone preacher. You ought to heard Mama preach from that chair or preached from that chair. They echo this morning. Some of those sermons and some of the excerpts from the sermons. Son, you're as good as anybody. We're poor. We're on relief. And you don't wear nice clothes. And we can't afford to eat good food. But you're as good as anybody. I can hear the sermon echoing. I can hear as she'd preach. Don't you ever look down on anybody. Nobody is. You're better than nobody. And don't you ever look down on anybody. I can hear Mother as she'd use the old chair for a pulpit. As she'd say, anybody can be clean. We can't dress like others. And we can't eat like others. And we don't have a car like others. We don't have a nice home like others. But anybody can be clean. I can hear her as she'd stand and preach, Son, work hard. Whatever you do, give it all you've got. Work hard. Don't loaf. Don't be lazy. Work hard. You don't hear that much anymore. Mothers nowadays stand up and say, Write the government for your monthly check. Bless God for mothers that taught us how to work, how to sweat, labor. I can hear her as she'd preach, Son, don't you ever take a drop of liquor. Don't you ever touch it. I can see her. She'd rise to her throne on that old chair and use it as a pulpit and preach to her son. I've heard the great preachers. I know most of the great preachers in this nation personally. I do not call them by their first names, but I know most of the great preachers in America today on a first-name basis. I've heard the greatest preachers of our generation preach, and I've, I've preached with them and shared pulpits with them. But I've never heard preaching. 
that took its toll and did its work quite like Mama's preaching on the old red round chair. Something else that chair was. It was more than a pulpit. It was also a hospital. <laughs> now, we couldn't afford to go, to go to the doctor. The doctor was for the rich folks that lived down in the brick house. We had one brick house in our neighborhood. We called it the brick house. The folks who lived there, we called them the folks who lived in the brick house. And uh, my sis and I used to walk by that brick house and look at it and say, Man, alive, wonder what they got in there. You'd be surprised what they had in there. They had, they, they had a toilet inside the house. I mean, inside. They had a big old white thing in there that where they washed their feet and their face in the same water they washed their feet with. Called the bathtub. They had a little thing in there that rang every time, every once in a while you'd pick it up and talk to somebody on the other end of it. We never had anything like that. I mean, we just lived in a little shack out the edge of town. We couldn't afford a doctor. We couldn't afford a prescription. And so our hospital and our clinic was the old red round chair. When I'd get sick, Mama would sit beside me in the old red round chair. And she'd make a mustard plaster. Did anybody hear? <laughs> I'd rather die, really, than have another one. Anybody here ever have a mustard plaster? Huh? It didn't make you well, but it made you forget all about your woes, I'll tell you for sure. I mean, all of a sudden, the headache was gone, and you burned it to death right in here. Listen, if a fellow that had that movie this morning ever, ever had a mustard plaster, he'd put it in there. <clears throat> in that movie about hell. But uh, the old red round chair. And then Mom would administer such things as coal and sugar. I had a sore throat, she'd get some kerosene or coal oil, sprinkle it on, the, on a teaspoonful of sugar, and uh, it'd make you well. Now, if you didn't take it, you'd get well in a week. If you took it, you'd get well in seven days. But uh, took it. And if that didn't cure you, we had black drop. That'd cure everything from falling hair to falling arches. And I wish I had some right now. And my arches are not falling. But it'd cure everything. And Mama always administered it from the old red round chair. I wish we had that kind of Mama today. I wish the Mamas that believe the Word of God today and get back to the loving the kids and caring for them rather than chipping them off to some school and let somebody in the school teach them everything in the world and much of it's not decent enough to hear. God give us mothers. And uh, we always took the black draw on the wrong end of the spoon. We had a spoon where we turned the spoon around and dipped the other end of the spoon down and take the black draw. If that didn't cure you, we took castor oil. And I mean it, I'd have die any day to have castor oil. And mother says, son, <laughs> you'd like to have some orange juice? I've always loved orange juice. But if I went to my mother's house today <laughs> and she tried to give me some orange juice, I wouldn't drink it. You know why? Because we cast straw on the bottom, that's why. I wouldn't drink it. The old red round chair. You know, that little talk I'm giving this morning, a little chat I'm having with this morning, it, um, it really is Proverbs 31, just paraphrased. That's all. And so the old red round chair was a hospital, a clinic, a pulpit, 
I can recall many a morning, and you can too. Two or three o'clock in the morning, I'd wake up, and my mother would be feeling my brow. Oh, I'm sorry, she felt my wrist. You, you took fever by holding your wrist in those days. We didn't have a thermometer. We didn't even know that such thing as one existed. Uh, but something about your pulse, if it mother could tell if you had fever by feeling your wrist. Well, when I was sick, my mother wouldn't have thought of going to sleep. She just sat all night in Mama's old red round chair. Whoever thought of her mother back in those days sleeping while the boy was sick? I'm going to ask now that the photographers be seated, please. I'd, all photographers now to be seated, if you would, please. Everybody's seated now while I'm preaching. We had that agreement before the service, and I don't, no pictures taken now. We're trying to transact some business now that must be cared for. And then Mama's old red round chair was not only a pulpit, not only was it a hospital, but it was a prayer room. At her knee every night, I'd kneel. My mother would sit in the red, old red round chair, and I'd kneel and say, Now I'll lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. Bless Mommy, Daddy, Earlene, Jack, and everybody. Make me a good little boy. Amen. And then my mother would sit in the old red round chair, and most every night she'd take a magazine, as you've heard me say, and tear up a liquor ad and say, Bad, bad, no, 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 bad, no, bad, no. Don't you ever touch it. God, give us some old-fashioned mothers like that again. These little cocktail-sipping, beer-drinking hussies going around here teaching their kid to live like the devil and get drunk and take dope and, and uh, read dirty magazines. What this country needs is, is about a million mothers that lived at my, like the one that lived at my house. I, uh, there's a prayer room. And then the one night in my life when I almost went into deep sin, I couldn't call my mother on her knees beside a wood, a wood stove with her elbows rested on the old round. Brother Belby, have her, Jack Belby, I want everybody seated now while I'm preaching. Everybody, nobody walking around. Everybody seated while I'm preaching. I don't mean to be unkind, but this is the agreement a while ago. Everybody just find a seat. Now we're going to, we're trying to do business for God. Everybody be seated now while I'm preaching. That's the tour guides and everybody. And as I came in, 1.30 that morning, I saw my mother kneeling at the old wood stove with her elbows rested on the old round red chair. The old round red chair was a prayer room, a hospital, but it was also a bank. It was a bank where I deposited all my fears and all my burdens. Because if Mama was home and if she was sitting in the old red round chair, it seemed like I could sing. Everything's all right in my father's house, for there's joy, joy, joy. I can still recall when World War II began. Uh, we're having threats of World War II. I can still recall my mother and I in the living room together. We lived alone. Dad was gone. We lived alone. And I can still recall... By the way, used to, they didn't have televisions. We couldn't afford radio. When you had uh, news, it was always about extra. You call the old boy walking down the street, extra, extra, read all about it. 
Germany invades uh, uh, Czechoslovakia. Extra, extra, you all about it. Mussolini goes into Finland. Extra, extra, you all about it. Every time I'd hear an extra, Brother Fisk, I'd go into shakes. And I'd run into Mama, and I'd say, Mama, are they going to bomb us? Are we going to have a war? Mama, are they going to bomb our house? And my Mama would sit in her old red round chair and calm my fears. Yes, Mama's red round chair was a bank where I deposited all of my fears and all of my doubts. But her red round chair was something more than that. It was a hospital, it was a pulpit, it was a prayer room, it was a bank, but Mama's red round chair was also a courtroom. She was the judge. I can still see Judge Costal Matty Hiles. God tell you anybody hung with that moniker. But anyhow, I can still see Judge Costal Matty Hiles and she'd point to the uh, to the by the way, there was no attorney for the defense. I mean, she was the judge, and she was the district attorney, and, but I had no representation. And she'd point to me and she'd say, guilty. I had no, I mean, I'd, all I'd say was, up. Uh, that's all I'd say. Guilty. And then the judge would stand up from the bench, and she'd say, bend over my knee. And then we had a course in applied psychology where Mama applied a heap of psychology to my beat, my, my bleep. And uh, it was a courtroom, Mama's old red round chair. Don't have much anymore. Mama's down to Canasta Club with a cocktail party now. Don't have much anymore. Mama's too busy putting the kid out to play while Mama's watching some three-cornered romance on television in the afternoon. Don't have much anymore. Let me tell you something. As sure as I'm behind this pulpit, the thing that's wrong with this nation is we don't have enough old-fashioned, God-fearing, Bible-reading mothers anymore. I mean, if we had some old-fashioned mothers to stick a child when he's born and teach him this book is true, our nation could solve all its ills. Everybody said, well, what's wrong with our nation? Finances? Well, brother, we we did we did we had financial problems, but we were happy. And we weren't on the gold standard. We weren't even on the nickel standard. Poor as Job's turkey. Doctor Rice says that means you got to lean up against the fence to gobble. We were so poor. <laughs> I want to say this. All of you read the article yesterday morning, or the newspapers. I want to stand up this morning and say, thank God I had a mother who spanked me. As I'll say tonight in my sermon, these people that say, uh, they talk about, uh, these were archaic. They say the archaic custom of spanking. Tis not spanking they're fighting, tis the God who said, spare the rod and you'll spoil the child. And this philosophy that says you, you either love or you spank. That's Satan's philosophy. You spank because you love. And you spank with love. That's the word of God. <clears throat> Mama's old red round chair was a hospital. Mama's old red round chair was a bank where I deposited all of my fears and doubts. Mama's old red round chair was a pulpit from which she preached to me day after day. Mama's old red round chair was a courtroom where she sentenced me, uh, pronounced me guilty and sentenced me to 
sometimes a whole day in that old red round chair. But Mama's red round chair was a bedroom. I was a nervous kid and I was a boy because our home was broken up. Dad came home drunk at night, night after night, and I was a nervous kid. I can recall coming to church like this and my mother would have to take me out of church because I'd begin to cry and I, I don't know why. I was just nervous. Well, we got home. And I can recall my mother putting me in her lap and sitting in that old red round chair. We didn't have a rocker. And the chair wasn't a rocker. My mother rocked in it. The old ladies knew how to rock in a straight chair. And they always patted you or something like this. And they knew how to rock. And uh, that's before we had birds to look at in the crib, you know. And uh, uh, so um, Mama would rock me. Now, my mother sings like I do. When, <clears throat> when I sing, heaven weeps. And the flag is floated half-mast for three days. When Mother and I both sing... They turn channel, change channels up in heaven and get somebody else on. That's some of the sweetest memories of my life. All the memories with my mother sitting in the old chair, red, round chair. And she'd be rocking. And she'd sing one little song. I'll never forget it. The song she always sang, tried to sing it. Bright in the corner where you are. Bright in the corner where you are. Someone far from a harbor, you may guide across the bar if you're bright in the corner where you are. I'm glad I grew up with a mother who believed the book. I'm glad I grew up with a mother who taught me the Bible. I'm glad I grew up with a mother who spanked me when I deserved it. I'm glad I grew up with a mother who rocked me to sleep when I was nervous. The old red round chair was a hospital when I was sick. The old red round chair was a bank where I deposited my fears and doubts. The old red round chair was a pulpit where I went to church every day. The old red round chair was a prayer room where Mama prayed with me and for me. The old red round chair was a courtroom where I was sentenced and where I was condemned. And the old red round chair was a, class, was a, was a bedroom where Mother would rock me to sleep when I couldn't sleep. The old red round chair was something else. It was a classroom where I was taught. I've been to school much of my life. I've been to grade school and high school and college and seminary. And much of my life I've been in school. But I mean this. The greatest psychologist, the greatest psychiatrist, the greatest teacher I ever knew. You're sitting over here on the fifth row from the front this morning. Mother's old red round chair was a classroom. By the way, it was also a penitentiary. Because if I wasn't a good boy, my mother... You know, my mother's the kind that spanked... <laughs> they say nowadays that, that if you... This doctrine of depravity of man and the children are born sinners, that's archaic. Check your Bible! Psalm 58.3 says the wicked go strange as soon as they're born, speaking lies with hypocrisy. And uh, my mother even retarded my progress. I'm glad she did, because I had progressed in the wrong direction many times. But my mother would say, Son, you sit in that chair. Now, I, when I was a little bitty fellow, the chair was like this, and I wasn't, I wasn't uh, 
able to, my, my eyes couldn't cover the top of the arms, and they had bars and the thing, and I'd be looking through bars all day long. Why? Mama's old red round chair, from which she preached, and which she administered uh, uh, hospital care, and from which she had court proceedings, and where was she taught in the classroom? Also, she would say, you sit in that chair, don't you get out, all day long. Mama's old red round chair was a penitentiary. There's also a storm, storm cellar or shelter. When I, those Texas tornadoes would come without many trees and just a few bushes looking out across the Texas plains, the, uh, a, a, a cloud as black as midnight would come, begin to roll, and soon you'd see a little funnel kind of a cloud coming across the flat plains, and I'd make a break for Mama's old red chair. Because in Mama's old red chair, I wasn't afraid anymore. Thank God this morning. Now, it may be that I'll outlive my mother. I suspect if the normal happens, I will. And it won't matter a great deal to Mama because she's got two kids here and two kids up in heaven, so either way she's going to be with half of her kids. But no matter where she goes or when she goes, I'll always be thankful for a godly mother and for an old red round chair. You know, Brother John, I guess I could picture that, that scene this morning. I guess I could picture a man in hell. I guess I could conceive of some man burning in hell, but somehow or other, I just can't conceive of a woman like that. I guess I could conceive of a man saying some bad words or cursing, but I haven't gotten used yet to women cursing. I guess I can conceive of a man taking a drink of liquor, though I don't think any man ever should, but I cannot to save my life conceive of a woman ever drinking or being anything but Christian. If I can read through this, I'll read it. I wrote it earlier this morning. The title is, I'm Mom's Old Chair. I'm not one of the better styles, but dear old Costal Maddie Hiles used me to rear her son. No French provincial snob am I. I'm just an early American guy. Very early, I might add. Who's seen some victories won. I've been a psychiatric couch and heard old Jack cry many an ouch as o'er her knee he lay. She'd cut a limb from off the tree and lay on stripes that all could see. She reared the boy that way. This was the style in days of yore. And cause of all the food it bore, I'm glad I had a part. And then she'd lay the limb right here and bow her head and shed a tear. I felt her broken heart. I've walked so often through the night while Mom would watch through candlelight and feel a fevered brow. I watched her patience hour by hour and witnessed all her queenly power as her knees she'd bow. I've been a pulpit many a time, as Reverend Costell on me would climb to preach a sermon or so. She'd stop and rant 
and weep and rave. She had a son. She is trying to save and show the way to go. I was a bank for many years where Jack deposited doubts and fears. I interest always paid, though I have not rocked in quite a while because my type is out of style. By me, she's always prayed. I've been empty for many years. And though I shed so many tears, memories warm my heart. Though long ago I was put in the loft, I've praised the Lord and shouted oft. I'm glad I had a part. For you, it may not have been an old red chair. It may have been a straight rocking chair. But if God privileged you to have a Christian mother, rise up and call her blessed today. If God gave you the great privilege of sitting at the knees of one of his great servants, rise up and call her blessed today. Maybe she's in heaven. Maybe this morning she's walking on streets of gold through gates of pearl. Maybe her little old brow that once was wrinkled is clear and youthful again. Maybe her shoulders that once were stooped and so often were weary. Maybe they're straight and erect for the first time in years. Maybe this morning your mother's in heaven. Why don't you get off somewhere today and bow your head and say, Dear God, tell Mother, I'll be there. When I was but a little child, how well I recollect how I would grieve my mother with my folly and neglect. But now that she has gone to heaven, I miss her tender care. Oh, Savior, tell my mother, I'll be there. Tell Mother, I'll be there, and answer to her prayer this message, blessed Savior, to her bear. Tell mother I'll be there. <laughs> Heaven's joys with her to share. I'm so glad there's a heaven. I thought this morning, when they were showing the fires of hell, I thought, blessed be God, there's a heaven. I'm so glad that my mother's brow will not always be furrowed. And I'm so glad that her shoulders will not always be drooped. And I'm so glad she won't always be sick. Thank God. Sing the wondrous love of Jesus. Sing his mercy and his grace. In the mansions bright, bright and blessed, he's prepared for us a place. Mama's 87 now. 87. And uh, if the natural happens, I've had her longer already than I was supposed to have had her. But I know one thing. I know that a hundred years from now, we're going to be together in heaven. And a thousand years from now, we'll still be there. The only thing that dampens my spirit a bit this morning is that 25 years ago today, my daddy died without God. I don't want you to. Are you saved this morning? Do you know if you died, you'd go to heaven? If you don't, thank God you can. Mothers, a word to you. Thank God for you. <laughs> you know, folks are surprised sometimes when they come out here at First Baptist and see what they see. They're surprised to see boys that have haircuts. And girls that wear dresses down their knees. They don't know folks like us exist anymore. Mother's left. Thank God for all of you here this morning. Have a wonderful Mother's Day. Thank God for you. For those of you who are mothers who are not saved, God loves you this morning. 
He wants to make you his own child. To those of you this morning who are here and your your mother's in heaven and you're not ready to meet her, by trusting Jesus you can see her and be with her forever. I hope you will. I hope you will. Let's bow our heads, please, for prayer.